Welcome, everyone, to DFW's number one hockey podcast. We are Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Gavin Spittle. And joining me, as he always does for his weekly visit, it's our NHL insider from EP Ringside, from Shap Shots, from D Magazine, and from Hollywood, Sean Shapiro, with a very special guest as the director of The Late Game which is the movie that Sean appears in. It's a really, really cool movie. you got to check it out. It's about an 11 p.m. beer league, which we all love the beer leagues. That's what we're all about. And the main character subs for a team called Polly's Pies in their game against the beer league powerhouse, Young Genos. The trailer is hilarious. The director, Jeff Tyner, joins us. Thank you so much for hopping on Spits and Suds to talk to us about the movie today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Can't wait for more people to see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell us first, before we get into the movie, how big is Sean Shapiro's trailer that he requested? Oh, man, he was pretty humble, actually. You know, he was a, he was a real people's person on set. <laughs> nice, nice. Sean, explain how you guys know each other. Yeah, so uh, Jeff and I, we go back. Jeff and I are friends back from school. We both went to Bowling Green. And uh, it's kind of funny. We became friends basically through a beer league. We were, we were, I think Jeff, if I remember correctly, you had just, uh, it was the first year. It was my sophomore year of college. I think it was technically your sophomore year, Jeff, or whatever it was. But uh, I had started getting back to playing again after I'd blown my knee out. Uh, and we kind of met playing at, at some pickups and played beer league and we found a beer league team to play for called the ice holes and that we were on together. <laughs> and uh, so we played, we played there and we just became good friends. And uh, whenever we would go watch hockey at the bar on a Friday or Saturday night or whatever, it was off. Jeff and I were off, off usually the ones going. And so uh, we've known each other now for geez, uh, 15 something years now. And uh, it was, uh, it all started because we, we both played hockey and uh, needed a place to keep playing in life. Wow. Well, and Jeff, is that where the inspiration from the movie came about? Oh man, that actually inspiration came a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I'd kind of taken a break off from beer league, moving to Denver in 2016 and realizing how much I was missing it, got back into it, um, was really loving it. And then the COVID shutdown happened and, um, had simultaneously been working on a hockey script for a really long time, a few different ones that I would bail on just cause I just wasn't feeling it. And then, I decided to put my sights on beer league instead because it's just, I felt like it was the most wide reaching sort of subdivision of hockey. And yeah, just um, started out with the short for the first draft, made it feature length on the second draft and away we went. And uh, Sean was aware of it for a while, but you know, once I made him the official offer, he was, uh, I was surprised that he could make it, you know, he was the person I always had in mind for it. So I'm glad schedules allowed. Yeah, that's uh, that's super cool. You know, I saw one shot, uh, Sean, of you today, and you looked, you had that goalie look, very serious in that. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, like, he's great, great look as a goalie. Yeah. This was, uh, I remember when uh, when Jeff reached out to me about it, because I knew he had been working on it and everything, and it's something we talked about before, but I remember he called me about it. He's like, hey, we're actually making this thing. Uh you want you want to do it, and I I kind of remember my first reaction was when he was talking about making a hockey movie. I said, "Well, 
you know, I've never played higher than beer league, right? Like there's not, <laughs> like, there's not, uh, this is not, I'm not, this is not a, uh, and he actually, it, I, I loved your response at that time, Jeff. And I was like, no, that's perfect. You're exactly what we need. So. All right. But the reality <laughs> is Jeff, that you do have to cast people that can, you know, skate. I mean, granted it's beer league, but were there, were there anyone that you cast that didn't know how to skate and learn to be in the movie? Well, that's kind of how we based it. I, a lot of the people in the movie are my friends that I knew I could count on. Um, but, you know, our lead actor, uh, Alec Rush, who plays Riley, um, he, we he was the unknown. I knew that role needed to be someone with some acting experience versus every, the, all the other focus was hockey. So he told us he could play, but we had a contingency plan if he was really terrible, because I've known actors who say, yeah, I can skate so they can book a commercial and then they get fired on the first day when it's obvious they can't. So gladly that didn't come around. Alec was actually really good, but we also had a, another friend who was, there was originally going to be, there's only one ref character in the movie. We uh, originally had plans for two and our buddy who said he could skate realized pretty quickly that he thought he could skate better than he, than he did. So we uh that actually kind of led to us only having one rough character versus two um but other than that you know everybody in the movie is a hockey player so that was that made shooting the hockey actually a little more obtainable and we you know we don't have to do any kind of hollywood magic for the hockey everyone's out there doing the real thing yeah you know the other cool aspect last saturday night i went to the stars alumni game and then after the game um went into the room and it was just a congregation of people and some of their families were there and having some pops after the game and just swapping stories, lots of chirping. And what I love about this movie is, is that you guys do focus some quality time, you know, in the room, which I think is, is such an important aspect of hockey. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, that was always, it actually used to have, I think an even larger part, um, and I think we needed, we just needed, knew we needed to hurry up to get on the ice, um, so to speak. So, but I am glad that we keep a solid eight minutes in the room just because I think that that's, I think where all the action really happens on a beer league night is the pregame locker room. And then, you know, some guys hurry out at the end of a game, some guys hang around, but I feel like that's, I think the the highest point of that social aspect is the pregame locker room. So yeah, very important to keep that in. And I, I do remember from, uh, from when we were filming one of the one of jeff's direct director jeff's biggest stressors and i know jeff pretty well so i can tell what he's stressed and what he's not mm-hmm. what of what when we were on the ice and we were filming the hockey scenes uh that was for us for him dealing with the actors that was the easy part when we're dealing with like hey um i want you to just play and we'll shoot some action but the day we shot like the there's like a and then I think it ends up being like there's like a four or five minute dialogue scene in the movie before the game or something like that or however long it is. And I remember uh, Jeff on the day we filmed that, like he was just like throughout the set, Jeff was always like, all right, well, we got to get through this set. This one's going to be the tough, like the one where it's it's just the it's the back and forth. There's all the different coverages of everything. And I just remember you on set, Jeff, just being so worried about getting through that locker room scene and getting it right, just because it was the one where you couldn't be like, okay, I just need you to skate and react. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, that was always fun of like, um, you know, our main bad guy who plays Chet, uh, Chris Curtis, we hired him a day before we started shooting. He never even saw a script and the shorthand, like, so the shorthand on the ice with him, like, Hey, you ever played in a game where some asshole does this? Ooh, can I curse? I'm sorry. 
so yeah some asshole does this in a game you know that guy he's like yeah yeah i was like okay you're that guy he's like oh say no more so but yes yeah, so flip that to the locker room and you have you know this is a pretty big undertaking a pretty ambitious undertaking to have this much this many people in one small space with this many lines and you know we we were working on you know trying to get that flow down and it's pretty cool to see that was my favorite part of directing this this was my feature debut is especially the added layer of having my friends there is you get to see this first take and it's rough and we're we're stumbling through it but to see that progress even through that one scene and by the time that was this was definitely one of the longer days but by the end of shooting this that pregame locker room scene the flow had really developed and we're adding things that aren't in the script that feel really good and that um so yeah, stressful up front, but I do think we really found our groove in that day. There is one scene where a Michigan goal is performed. And the question is, is that CGI or does someone really do the Michigan oh, no, goal? That was, no, that, you bring up CGI. I don't know if you're just, we obviously don't have the budget for that. that I, know, was I, know, I know, I know, I know. But when you, when you say that, we got, uh, me and my uh, cinematographer, we actually got to speak to the cinematographer for Miracle. I'm, I wish I had his name handy. Um, Cause that's, you know, as you probably agree, that's the gold standard for yep. hockey action. A movie is so good. And I was really surprised to hear from him that a lot of the puck is digital on that movie. Um, that was never a realistic option for us, obviously, but like, I was surprised that that was the case with that, with that movie. I just, I, I wouldn't have caught it. Huh? So someone actually on the set did a Michigan goal. Yeah. 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 That was Zach Bell. Um, sorry for the tangent. Yeah. That was yeah. Zach Bell. Uh, we always knew he was going to showcase his talents. So that was one we kind of um, improv on the fly, actually. Um, we had to cut some goals out of the script. And um, we knew he was going to have a, at least a pretty goal in the movie. So, yeah, we made sure to stick, block that out. And I really think that's one of the stronger sequences of the movie. So kind of a cool thing. You guys debuted the trailer and Sean went down to Charleston and R.A. from Spittin' Chicklets. Uh who plays a Zamboni driver um, is also in the movie and everyone went down to Charleston, the East coast hockey league game and debuted the trailer. Talk about why Charleston. Um, so Zucker, Jeffrey Zucker and I, uh, Jeffrey Zucker, he plays John Calamino um, and he's so good in that, but is also one of the main producers with me. And we grew up in the South. It's just, so much of, of hockey experience is the same, I think, no matter where you're at. But there's definitely some unique wrinkles to growing up in the Southeast and playing travel hockey and all that. And that was always important to us. We've talked about making a movie for 15 years, uh, me and Zucker. So for almost that entire time, that was something that was always important to us. We, we knew we had access to that location, the Carolina Ice Palace in North Charleston. But that was, it. we wanted to go beyond just that. So we're so pumped that there's of this Stingrays branding in there, um, references to some local restaurants that are favorites of ours, little things like that. I don't think we really fully hit it over the head, but I mean, Carolina Ice Palace is prominently featured in the movie. We don't have to hide anything like that. So I think that was important for us. And it just, you know, it's, it's a non-traditional hockey market. It's a small hockey market. So I think um, some people out there who play in more traditional places, I think it can be a fun little wrinkle to see. So Paul, uh, yeah, sorry, Sean, oh, oh, no, I was just going to say for a lot of our listeners on this show for Dallas people, I think it's the movie takes place in South Carolina. And obviously, as Jeff said, it doesn't shy away from that. But 
to me as someone who has played beer league in Dallas and down in Austin before and everything like that, there's a lot of elements to the South Carolina hockey Southern experience that you get in Dallas and Texas. And so I think for a lot of people who listen to this show, if maybe you're listening to this show on your way to your own beer league game in Dallas right now over in Frisco or something like that, there's a lot of elements where it's kind of a bit of a shared experience where you uh, like, I was thinking like, we had, for example, the other team in this is uh, played by a lot of guys from the College of Charleston club team. And I remember talking to them about how far they would travel for games. Well, I remember seeing kids from Baylor driving all the way up to from Waco to Dallas to to play games. So I think the sh- the Southern hockey shared experience when you're below the NHL, it's, it's really common. And I think it's something that's going to connect with people who listen to this show. And really, so I really wanted to make, make sure I tied that in Gavin to make sure get our local angle there. No, that's super cool. So. Yeah, no, I know a lot of guys that play in beer leagues and there is a fascination about beer leagues because I was thinking about this um, this morning in that you have adult leagues in basketball and the beer league really is, as far as the major sports, you do have some adult soccer leagues, but, you know, the beer league primarily is that, like, fantasy league for guys that still want to be on, you know, the ice and play a sport where they can still be a little bit physical. I know checking isn't allowed, but um, I know Luds talks about it all the time. Every once in a while, there's a guy that, you know, wants to go out and showboat and said, I could have been and tell stories and stuff like that. And anytime a former NHL or someone that played in college or something, you know, has any kind of hockey experience, you know, the beer league guys want to challenge uh, that person. So there is a fascination about the beer league. Yeah, it's really, I think it's a unique thing across, like you're saying across the big sports and that something about hockey just feels more specialized than these other sports. Like, yeah, if you're phys- if you're talented enough, you can just pick up the ball and play most sports, but with hockey, you got to have all the stuff you I love to hear when adults jump into the game and learn to play, but you know, you got to have the right mindset for that too, because there's no way around sucking at hockey for a while. You know, you have, it's such a hard sport to pick up. So I do think there is a, I don't know if you want to call it pride or something like that of, I can do this thing that most people can't. And then you throw on the layers of competition. I do, I do think it makes some people feel young. And I think the social aspect to it too is, is such an undervalued thing. And it's uh, it's cool to see. I play out here in Denver. I play at a rink that's like one of these multi-sport uh, facilities. They have basketball, lacrosse, soccer, all that stuff. And it's such an interesting melting pot of adults still still staying active. All right, tell tell us about the the names, uh, Polly's Pies and Young Genos, uh, as far as the <laughs> okay. history of those names. Yeah. So that's. Um, so like I said, I struggled writing something hockey for a while. Um, and Sean can probably identify that. It's like, if you just try to think about hockey on the higher level, it's information overload. And that made writing about it difficult. So I needed to pick, I felt with this, I needed to pick a very specific game to sort of anchor it to and then build the story out from there. So when I was getting back into hockey, it was, I was, I very much had Riley's point of view. I'm a new guy. I'm, I'm placed on this team. Um, I'm really down on myself. My confidence is low because I'm so rusty, but, and then, so it's like the second game I show up to, we were playing a team that's called, I think they were called the young biscuits, something like that. And they were all like 18 year old kids that were just like, just dogging everybody in the league. And I'm just like, Oh crap, this is going to suck. Um, and you know, we had a great performance from our goalie 
Um, we win the game in a shootout. It was just sort of like a real, this was early on in me getting back into it. So it was a real good shot in the arm um, for that sort of in, continued enthusiasm. So um, Gino's, there's a little layers to it, but you know, I know Gino's is slang for goals and I'm I'm never really big on the hockey jargon. So like if I try to say it, I just sound dorky, but I do think it's a funny sort of subsect of hockey of, you know, get, everything's got to have a different term for it. Bucket twig all that yeah, stuff lettuce got um, it yeah lettuce all that so yeah that's where young genos pretty much came from uh i just liked hitting it over the head with uh you know no subtlety with that name and then holly's pies is kind of a weird origin um so my main movie theater out here in denver used to have the only perkins restaurant out here and just plaster all over their windows was like perkins pie society meets on mondays but it's it's really just like if you pay for an entree you get a free slice of pie but i just thought pie society was the funniest thing so for a while they were they were perkins pie society with this same sort of you know one guy's trying to get them free pie kind of a thing but jeffrey zucker wisely is like well if we want to be able to sell jerseys we should make up our own pie company so that's how polly's pies was born and then we made the logo for it and just kind of it just fell into place and kind of stayed permanent nice Nice. Okay. And I also wanted to ask you, saw some background shots. Obviously, it's a long day at the barn. However, I'm seeing you and the crew with hoodies over your head. Was there any chirping from the cast based on you guys trying to stay warm? Not really, actually, because I'm... I run hot, you know, so I wasn't expecting it. But then, so the compressors broke at the rink. So it was actually a lot more humid and cold than most people are used to even us that are used to being on the rink. So actually a lot of the guys are pretty cold themselves. And Sean can attest to this is we were on the ice for a long time and it's a lot of standing around. So I think the, the, the players were just as cold. So yeah, um, I, uh, we had a lucky set of circumstances for like not fun shooting days. Sean, how many, yeah, overall, of... how many overall saves did you make? Oh, geez. Overall, man. Oh. I mean, we we shot for. I think I was down there for twelve days. We were probably on the ice for probably ten of them, actually facing shots. And, um, geez, I mean, I, I it's funny. Like I've played hockey my entire life. Still play, uh, still play beer league on Wednesdays nights. Shout out to the anchormen who are in the middle of a nice little four game heater right now. <laughs> um, the, um, the and uh, but I've never spent that long even like as a kid going to like goalie camps and stuff like that never spent that long in gear in a day and it was uh the parts that and it's not just the scenes that i'm in in goal just because this is a like one of the terms that uh, we talked about kind of after the movie came out that we were laughing about was this a beer league movie made with a beer league budget and i want to be clear it's a really good movie but it was uh, but because of the size of the staff and everything like that there's certain scenes or schedules and things like that. So there's some times where we would need an extra body in the background where the face isn't in or whatever. And so like, there would be times where I'm not actually in the scene as a goalie, but there'd be times where like Jeff would be like, Hey, Sean, can you throw the other goalie's pads on? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I, would, I, I would end up in the other net for the, just like kind of just to be in the background. So the movie magic could happen and everything like that. And uh, geez, I mean, thousands of shots. I mean, wow. I've seen over 12, like thousands of shots and um my problem and i'll out myself on this one of my biggest issues because so many of the people uh, jeff brought in for this were guys okay we taught to were 
beer league hockey players first actors not even second actors whatever jeff had to teach a bunch of us how to act and uh honestly i learned a ton from our lead alec um alec rush he's uh he's uh really he he was impressive like he's a real actor he's like just kind of seeing how he handled things you watch him in the movie i love the way alex facial expressions just really direct things actually i think you guys did a really good job capturing that in the final cut jeff but my problem i ruined so many shots in the first three days because i couldn't stop looking at the camera oh yeah there's, <laughs> so a, there's a big one that's still in the, the final cut too when you're in net you just stare right down the camera for like a second. Great. <laughs> my, yeah the amount of, our, our cinematographer uh finn the amount of times that he would have to say sean stop looking at the camera like it was it was not <laughs> that was uh i had to i had to learn that i had to learn that it took me a couple days to do that <laughs> oh that that's great all right jeff where can people like us our spits and suds faithful where can they uh, watch the movie? So I'm not sure the official date yet because we, we've we submitted everything to Amazon to rent, um, but it's up to a 30-day process. So as soon as that date is locked in and finalized, we'll post it on all of our socials. If you go to the lategame.com, that sort of has like our link tree with just every link you would need. It's got both links for both trailers out there. The our main trailer is really picking up steam over 55,000 views. We're really excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it's gonna be. I think I would say the, at the absolute latest, the first week of March. Um, but we, yeah, we'll definitely make that official date well known when it's official. Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep plugging it, of course, because Sean appears here all the time. And when it gets closer and when we hit that date, we'll certainly uh, give it a plug. And uh, congratulations on your uh, first project. And uh, I'm just saying, if you need a broadcaster in future projects, uh, you know, happy to give my resume. 100%. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Once again, the movie is The Late Game, and it features one of our hosts, Sean Shapiro, and the director, Jeff Tyner, uh, joins us. Thanks again, man. Have a great day, buddy. You too. Thanks again. Awesome to hear from Jeff Tyner on Spits and Such. Sean, I'm excited about this movie, and you're actually going to be involved in some watch parties that are going to be happening across uh, across the country. Hint, hint, DFW. Yeah. Come to DFW soon, yeah, please. I, yeah. So, um, first of all, in our, our most recent thing, next this this coming week, or sorry, a week from today, we're going to be the first time people can see it in public. We'll be in New Jersey. We're doing a, a little with the NHL Stadium Series next week. We're going to do... Uh, the NHL Stadium Series is the 15th and 16th. Uh, uh, sorry, the si- 17th and 18th is the NHL Stadium Series. So the 16th, that Friday night before, we will be uh, showing the movie. We have a couple showings for the times in Hoboken, New Jersey, right near uh, MetLife Stadium, where the Giants and Jets play. Where games will be played, and we'll be doing a showing there. And uh, so if we have any listeners who happen to be Stars fans that are in New York or New Jersey, and you want to see the movie in person, head down to, uh, you can check out, I've probably tweeted about it at Sean Shapiro or go to the late game and we've got something there. But we will, um, one of our kind of plans, one of the kind of plans for for the other Jeff, it's funny because there's two Jeffs on this project. We talked to Jeff Diner and then the executive producer is Jeff Zucker. Uh, one of the other plans that Jeff Zucker and I have been talking about is kind of our promotion and in-person viewings available and uh DFW has been on our, our list as we figure things out of where we're going to do some showings. Uh, we'd like to like our, our dream here is to do setups where you show the movie. Um, 
you get a maybe a cast member or two in town, do kind of a Q&A, nice meet and greet, have some fun with it, um, and uh, and enjoy some beer league hockey stories. So uh, hopefully uh, DFW Texas is on the is on the schedule sooner than later. And uh, if uh, anyone listening to this show is interested in that, in a showing of the movie and seeing it in Dallas, feel free to uh, shoot me a tweet or an email or whatever, and I'll just use those as data points to show to our executive producer as reasons that DFW should be higher on the list. That's awesome. 